Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hey guys, let's get to talking. So, as you see from the um, title, I'm a little discombobulated, we're going to focus from the title, we're talking about healing and spiritual warfare and the peace that passes understanding. And spiritual warfare can be very taboo or weird or the only thing people focus on or whatever. And I want to talk about the biblical definition of it and what it looks like pertaining to our healing and walking in peace um, and the truth. So it's all good news. It's all encouraging. So buckle up, get ready to be encouraged. Um, Okay, so when death and distraction and fear uh, seem to be following you around, it's spiritual. It is being, it is following you. Um, how we first fight is we remember this. Okay, let's go to Corinthians. Well, I wrote down 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We are at war. So we fix our eyes on the truth that it's not against flesh and blood. I don't care what that person is doing to you or the choices you made or whatever, this is a spiritual thing pertaining to sickness, pertaining to peace, pertaining, pertaining to our thought life. It's a spiritual thing. And so the enemy would love for you to keep looking at your symptoms, keep looking at the people who are taking up arms against you or the people who are lying about you or the threats of what could be that's tormenting your mind or the, the thoughts that you are um, not wanted or loved or not good enough. In condemnation he wants you to stay in the carnal realm stay here fight all you want please do and it might look like you're gaining but then it'll circle back or you think you get victory but then it comes back well it's a spiritual war and with spiritual wars you have to fight with spiritual weapons and um it's never going to beat you down it's never going to drain the life out of you to fight a spiritual war it is never going to uh put the order of taking care of the responsibilities that god has given you out of line, out of context. Um, Cause boy, wouldn't the enemy also like to like send you on spiritual warfare journeys and have you, re you know, not take care of your marriage, not take care of your children, not physically take care of your body, just go all into the spirit for the kingdom. And it's not, it's not going to bear fruit. See, we war from a seated place of authority. We war from a, a place of truth, knowing that our God is for us, that it fights for us, that our God has given us every weapon and every piece of truth we need to do our part and assert our authority, agreeing with him, Jesus, from a place of peace and a place of honoring what we've been called to honor. So um, we remember who we are. Who are we? We're sons and daughters of the most high God. And we fix our eyes on the truth so that we can walk in abundant Zoe life. This word strongholds in the scripture, strongholds in the Aramaic, it can also be translated rebellious castles. 
think about that like a fort. Um, this includes demonic strongholds or any opposition to the truth of the gospel, be it our own thoughts, people around us, or the enemy, or lack of knowledge. These are all strongholds that try to exalt what they are saying above what the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ says, that we are healed, that we are wanted, that he has good things for us, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, that he will never leave us or forsake us. Anything that says different than that is trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. But God gives us the weapon of truth, the sword of the spirit, to bring down these strongholds. Um, these strongholds can also include our thoughts and our fantasies or vain imaginations. Just thinking through, you know, I, I, not frequently, but I would say every few months my husband will be gone or my kids will be sleeping or something. And I'll just have a thought of, oh, what if he's in a car wreck and he can't get to his phone? And what if, what if he needs my help? What if it's the last time I saw him or, oh, my kids are sleeping late. What if, what if they died in their sleep? I mean, I hate to say all this out loud, but these thoughts will come to me and, and they will provoke fear down deep in my heart. And what I have to do is go and take those thoughts prisoner. I have to go to it with the truth that says, my God is for us. He, he will watch over us in our sleep. He has protected Mark and given him wisdom. My God didn't come to steal, kill, and destroy. He came to give life and life more abundantly. And as I counter those thoughts with truth, I take them captive. That, my friends, is spiritual warfare. <laughs> it's not as fancy in Hollywood as you would think. But if you would see what was happening in the spirit, it would awe you. He doesn't get to play. My own mind doesn't get to play. My vain imaginations don't get to play. My body that's hurting and seems to be dying doesn't get to exalt itself, even though the symptoms are so acute, above the truth that Jesus came to set me free, that he loves me. We take every thought captive. I said this, spiritual warfare looks like this, identifying where the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy with lies, and taking captive every thought and fantasy that goes against the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is what spiritual warfare looks like. Um, anything outside of that, you're going to get in tired and in the flesh, or you're going to get away from the settled place that Jesus has won the victory, and we war from there, and you go looking for what you have to do, what you haven't, haven't done, or what door you haven't closed, or what they haven't closed, or... Uh, what, how big the enemy is, if in any part of your life or people around you or the news or a book or a thought comes to you that is contrary to the good news of Jesus Christ, we take it captive with the truth. Then as we do that, no weapon that has already been formed against us will prosper because we will choose to walk into what God has for us. We choose so let's go to war, shall we? First, we remember the truth that God has of what God has done and that we are not wrestling against flesh or anyone else's flesh or our own flesh. We're not. So we remember that. And as you do that, that'll re-steer the way you are looking at things. It will focus your attention back to the truth. So the confusion will start to dissipate. The... Um, Stress between you and an outside thing will dissipate. 
And now you're going to settle back into truth, which looks like peace. Okay. So let's go back to second Corinthians 10, five through six, but this time in the passion translation, I want to read it this way. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war, every thought insists that it is bowed down in obedience to the anointed one. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion. As soon as you choose complete obedience. So not only do we in spiritual warfare make the demonic powers bow to the name of Jesus and stop their plan. We also realize where we've gotten in pride or where we have worshipped other things with our attention other than God or where we've gotten into fear. And we, we go into radical obedience back to the truth to choose to trust our God who says he's for us and not against us, against us. And we bow in obedience. That is spiritual warfare to choose to praise when it looks like the walls are closing in on you. That is spiritual warfare to choose to say, Lord, I trust you. I sit on this one scripture. That is spiritual warfare to choose to walk away from conversations with people that only stir up turmoil in your heart or bring fear to you or um conversations that agree with lies over you or them or other people when we choose to walk away from that that is spiritual warfare you're you're disrupting the enemy's plans here you get what i'm saying so oh y'all are so awesome uh, let's go we identify the lie and we take it prisoner with the truth so let's go to a lie shall we the lie of condemnation Y'all open up to Romans 8. We're going to stay there. Romans, Romans, purple Bible. This is an NKJV. I got this with my husband's like, that is a very purple Bible. I was like, yes, it is. It's wonderful. <laughs> Acts, Romans 8. Okay, Romans 8, 10 through 11. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit of life because of righteousness, the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in us. If, if God has given you his spirit and called you, called you his own, he will surely raise your mortal body. And if he's raising your mortal body, how could the lie of rejection ever stay when he's actually put his own spirit inside of you? So if you are suffering from condemnation or rejection or fear that you will never walk in health, go to this scripture and say, Lord, I want to wrap my heart around this truth and stay here like the anchor of my soul. Any thought that comes that's counter to this, I remind myself I was bought with the price. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to my mortal body. He has chosen me and I will be whole. Jesus already did it. The lie of rejection, 816. The spirit himself bears witness within our spirit that we are children of God. If you have a spirit of rejection and you just don't feel God, I just don't feel him. I don't feel his love. Go to this scripture, 816. 
And you will find that the Holy Spirit will meet you there and give you a witness, a knowing down in here that you are a child of God. Yes, you are. Now, get your swords and remind yourself and the enemy of this truth. Romans 8, 31 through 32. It says this. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? This lie the enemy comes, it says he's not going to give you protection. The mob is too big. The, the politics have gone too far. It's spiraled out. All these people made bad choice. Now we have to reap the benefits of it. No, God gives you freely all things. Security in him, peace in him, life and health, food, a place to rest, a thing to put your hand to so he can bless it. Our God is good. So we return to the truth and we cast down every high thing, everything that seems so loud and so real and to be confirmed on every news channel. And we say, no, our God is for us. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness that want to get us distracted from the truth, to not take up our sword, to not dive our whole self into the word and be seated there so that we're not shaken, we're not overcome. Our God, who didn't even spare his own son, but sent him to die in our place, won't he freely give you life? Won't he freely give you the pieces of truth you need? Won't he freely restore you with truth to a sound mind and peace? Oh, yes, he will. So take up your sword. Um, you know, I was thinking about in November to be 21 years since I got healed in my body. And I'm thinking about all the life that's come since then. Shoot, my, my son's about to turn 10 and I'm about to celebrate my 20th wedding anniversary. And I know how to cook now. And I have real friendship and uh, a ministry that I could not have dreamed of, of my own and I, when I'm alone and no one's around me and it's quiet, I'm happy. There's so much life on the other side of choosing truth. And I don't know what lies have been told to you. I don't know what destruction has come your way. But I know the God, the God of the Bible who sent his son Jesus to give you life and life more abundantly. And he promises if you seek him, you will find him when you seek him with your whole heart. And when you find him, you're going to find the love of your soul, the protector of your heart, who is always there just waiting for truth to come, that wants to walk you into abundant Zoe life. So the war is worth it. It is worth it. There's so much life to come, so much payback to come, so much. So um, someone needs to hear this. The spirit of death that's whispering to you, I'm coming for you. You're slipping away. Things are shutting down. It's over. You're too far gone. He's a liar. It's a lie. 
Go to the word and stand on one scripture. Take that thought captive. Don't agree with it. You have more power than you know. What you agree with, you empower. Don't agree with it. It's a lie. It's a total lie. Lastly, let's read this in John. Going back. Oh, wait. I wanted to read this. Let's go back. Let's go to Romans 8 in the Passion Translation. I'm going to go back, go back, go back, go back. Romans 8, 10 and 11. I told myself to read this in the Passion. Let's just read it this way. Now Christ lives his life in you, and even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Did you hear that? His spirit imparts life-giving his life-giving spirit into you because you are loved by him and it will infuse your body with life. Life will return. You'll get muscle tone. Your organs will start working right. Your brain fog will be gone. Your eyes will be open. Your ears will stop ringing. Your sinus infection will dry up. You will have relational knowledge of how to walk in peace with the people around you. You will know how to leave your home without fear. All of these things, all of these things, all of them, now Christ lives his life in you and even though wait I already read that yeah let's go to verse 11 yes God raised Jesus to life and since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you the same Jesus the same God the father that took the dirt of the earth and formed it and breathed life into it and mankind was made dwells on the inside of you and if you will choose to wrap your heart around the truth that he loves you and wants good things for you you will feel that life being breathed into every part of your body every part of your mind and every part of your emotions as you choose you make the first move kid because he already made the very first move Let's go back and read Romans 8.16. Nope. Yep. Romans 8.16. Go this way. In the Passion Translation, it says it this way. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. As he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Man, to return to that truth when you feel unprotected, unloved, unwanted. Wrap your heart around it that you are God's beloved child. That is more powerful than an atom bomb in the spirit. To receive the truth of love, to reject rejection, to reject fear, to reject um, condemnation by choosing truth. And yeah, you might still have some of those feelings but then we just choose again. This choosing might look like every two minutes, but you will crawl, even if it's just army crawl, out of the hole you are in as you choose to war with truth. You will get out of the pit. Choose and keep choosing. This is the only way out to choose. He's not going to overpower you. There's always choice in love. In this consensual love relationship, there's always choice to choose life or choose death. Otherwise, we're just drones and he didn't want drones. He wanted someone with a free will that would choose him. He wanted a relationship and I'm so thankful for that. 
Now let's go over here to Romans. Nope, John. John, what? Eight? Is that like Scooby Doo? Eight? Whoa. Okay, John 8, 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Whatever cage you're in, whatever prison you're in, whatever place of lack of freedom you are in, dwell, abide in, remain in, fully immerse yourself in this word. And as you do, you will know from here down into here, truth, and that truth will set you free. You might not even know what piece of truth you need. So open the Bible anywhere. Book of John's a good place to start. A book of Romans is a good place to start and start reading. And when you come across something that just pings your heart, just resonate with you. It might be in the first verse. It might be in the 20th verse. It might be two chapters later. Stay there. And I say, Lord, show me more. Read the read the. Uh, What's those words? Read the footnote. Read the cross-reference um, scriptures to the side. Read the the scripture above and below it. Deep dive or put it on a sticky note or write it on your hand. Just stay there because the Holy Spirit has a way of guiding us through the word of God that is living down the path that we need. And it might feel like a rabbit hole that we didn't see coming, but where we end up, is the truth that we need to be set free in that area. So it's not bad to go on rabbit holes. And sometimes I go on these rabbit trails and at the end, I'm like, well, that was interesting. doesn't really apply. But then when I get up, I realize there's a piece that wasn't there before. There's a settled heart that wasn't there before or two days, one month, a week later, I'm having a conversation with somebody and the very thing that I read that I didn't know how it applied, but it was nice to be there is the very thing this person needed to hear to set them free. Sometimes it's not about us what we read. Sometimes it's things to stick in our pocket to hand out like a weapons cache to people. Here's this weapon. Here's this arrow. Here's this knife. Here's this piece of the sword. Let's sharpen it up with truth and go fight together. Yeah, that's spiritual warfare. I know angels and demons are real. I see them. I have since I was a little girl and it is very real. But the only thing in my fully believing there is a spirit realm, my fully seeing these players on the chessboard around me or feeling oppression at certain times or feeling what was in the air at the time. Um, the only thing God ever asked me to do with it is to go to him and start praising him for what he's already done or to rebuke whatever I see from the place of knowing that Jesus has already won the victory or to agree with what God is doing to release my authority towards what he wants to do and to praise and thank God for it out of the full understanding of how dynamic and real the spirit realm is. All he asked me to do is to agree with the word of God, to praise him and thank him, to take my thoughts captive so they don't get to play to immerse my heart with his heart. None of this. Hmm, I'm trying to choose my words carefully. 
No ministry that looks like striving apart from a finished work of victory. No ministry that has people yelling and screaming for something that's already done. No ministry that has us taking sick people and screaming over their bodies for hours when they really just want to go lay down. No, we bring truth in love with kindness. We believe that the word works, that we don't have to scream it or yell it. And we watch fruit happen. That's warfare. That's life-giving on both ends. So I hope that this has blessed you. I hope that you go to the word yourself and allow God to take you down whatever rabbit trail you need to receive truth, to be set free. I pray that it goes from here down into your knower, down in your spirit, that you know that you know the truth and it sets you free. It really does work. It really does. Yeah, Freddie, it is so simple. Um, Anything else is just a song and dance to keep you busy. And the enemy would love for you to be doing a song and dance or a 10-point spreadsheet of spiritual warfare to keep you busy. Sure, that's a great way to spend a Saturday that won't be fruitful. But if you just sit down with the truth, acknowledging this good God who's always been there, ask him what truth he wants to highlight of what he's already done. And any words that are spoken or thoughts that come to you that try to be louder than the truth, you just say no. <laughs> You'll have fruit. Doesn't that feel lighter to y'all? It does to me. It feels so much lighter. And anytime I try to, Lord, what do I need to do? Oh, this is so big. And I, I get uh, out of sorts. As soon as I return to, wait, wait, I remember who you are. Wait, I remember what you already promised. Wait, I remember what the word of God says. That ticking time bomb clock on the inside of me or urgency that wasn't real or overwhelmed of, I, I just can't carry this for this person or I can't change what they're choosing or I can't, uh, I don't have healing to bring except Jesus. When I remember, oh, I have Jesus. Oh, he already did it. Oh, he he has peace for them. He has wisdom for them. He has peace for my family. He has a, a path from here to uh, victory and success and fulfillment for my children. He knows what needs to happen in my husband's job. He knows what I need to know so that when my kids are 15 and I don't know how to do that, but he knows how to do that. So I'm going to turn back and remember him today. Worship him with my attention today. And he's going to quit me for what is ever next. What is ever next? And I'm going to lay down my fear. And I'm going to lay down my pride. And I'm going to lay down confusion. And I'm going to lay down the weight of carrying my the responsibility for my children. Or my family. Or my friends. Or my country. Or even myself. I just choose him because he's going to get what I need to me, to receive every bit of what Jesus provided on the cross, every single bit. So let me pray for y'all. Let me pray. Sorry, that's my alarm. And I don't even remember to turn it off. And then it goes off at 12. Okay. I'm glad that helped you, Nett and Elise and Val. All right. 
you ordered the Jesus Storybook Bible. I'm so glad. Talk about your spiritual warfare. Sit in that children's Bible and receive the love letter to you of rescue plan. Um, yeah, that's spiritual warfare. So let's pray. Hi, Lord. Thank you so much that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Thank you for bringing truth and dispensing confusion over this topic. Thank you that you're arming us with the truth that if we stay and abide in your word, we will be set free. Thank you, Lord, for um, people's hearts to feel settled back down into peace, for uh, a thirst for this word that does bring life. Thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is so faithful to lead us and guide us through this living word. Thank you. You're an awesome, awesome field guide. We love you, Lord. I thank you for victory stories coming where people have long fought battles in places, but never from this settled place. I thank you for testimonies of victories coming when they sat down in the truth and stayed in your word. I thank you for bodies now in the name of Jesus, because in your heart, you see he's already done it. It's a lie. Bodies line up from the top of their head where you've had sutures in your head. I see people, you have uh, migraines in your head. That's going now in the name of Jesus. Uh, misalignment of spines going now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for glands that are swollen going now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for supernaturally boosting and resetting immune systems. I thank you that our bodies make the perfect antibodies for whatever we need. I think that you, that body bodies, their immune systems are not overreactive in the name of Jesus. The autoimmune disorders are cured now in the name of Jesus and every symptom that came along with it. I thank you, Lord, that you are resetting metabolisms where metabolisms have been messed up by foreign things and choices in life, that it's going back to working perfectly. I thank you that metabolically people are working perfectly. I speak to sleep now in the name of Jesus, that people get perfect REM sleep at night. They get deep healing sleep their minds have time to process the day and the information. And I thank you that this brings a resetting of their hormones and a resetting of the chemicals in their brain. I thank you for joy returning to hearts that bring strength in the name of Jesus. Um, I see some babies. You have babies that have had upset stomach. Um, and I thank you, Lord, for parents having uh, wisdom to know to speak life over their baby's bellies. No allergies to milk, no allergies to dairy, no allergies to eggs, easy bellies, no gas, no upset tummy, and good sleep patterns over those babies now. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I'm glad I got that out. Oh, I've been holding that in this morning. I was like, I can't wait to share this. So. If you know anybody that needs to know the truth of how awesome spiritual warfare is when it looks like it's supposed to biblical, please share this with them. So um, I love you guys. I'll see you next week. And um, I hope this uh, brought revelation to your heart because this is a game changer. This is a life bringer. This is a peace bringer. This is a health bringer. So 
I love y'all. Goodbye. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.